Hey, Podcast Nation, Pastor Freddie T here. JV and I have a short, power-packed podcast today. But as always, we love getting together. We love reflecting on Sunday. Uh, We love uh, letting you listen in just to a coffee conversation that he and I have. So uh, dial it in, sit back, enjoy it, keep it real, keep it Jesus. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. JV. Good morning. Hey, man. How are you? Good. Daniel was throwing me a curveball over there. He was like, he was like, he gives me the pointed finger when we're ready to go. And I feel like he gave me a psych. And then, was, and then he came back around. So uh, I've got my back to Daniel. So when I bring it back in, I have to like turn my neck and some old man. Like it's hard to do it. So that's why you bring us in a lot. And you do a good job bringing us in. Here we are, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Nasty Tuesday morning out there today. Yeah, it's going to get cooler. At least maybe let it's more raining. dry. It's raining. We'll- Hopefully more dry. Yeah. Thanksgiving is coming, man. Oh, next week. Yes, I'm Next so week. excited. It is my favorite holiday all year. I think it's one of mine. It's my favorite holiday. Before the freneticism of Christmas, before the weirdness, eeriness of Halloween, mm-hmm. stuck in the middle is just a time to be thankful. What What makes it so special for you? Because it's so not frenetic. It's just beautiful. Get to sit at a table and just talk yeah. and be thankful and just be around family yep. and friends. So for those, uh, for those uh, C students in high school... Can you define frenetic, please? Oh, frenetic. Yeah, frantic, uh, mm. hectic, uh, full of uh, lots of energy and, and moving parts, freneticism. We use it the word, word at the house a lot. It's almost like the Sabbath holiday. That's right. It's like a Shabbat. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. So I was, no, I was kidding. I wasn't going to go on the Shabbat. But yes, it's a time to stop in the midst of the soon coming storm of, yeah. of Christmas. We... Uh, Thanksgiving is one of my all-time favorite holidays for sure. We growing up, all my mom's sisters would come over and spend the night, and all their kids. It was. I was telling somebody yesterday, the day before, it was absolutely epic. Yeah, yeah, it was so like the best childhood memories I have. Like, is everybody spending the night at Thanksgiving next week? Let's do this. You bring your best couple memories of things. I have like two oh. or three. I'm gr- telling them. I'm telling them right now. Oh, well, I know. I was about to too, but I was like, "Well, it's next week. Let's let's hold it to next week." That's a great idea. Well, that's the beauty of Thanksgiving, man. It's like we just start leaking it and dripping it uh, now. Well, because you only get two weeks. Huh. I mean, it's really three. What two and a half, three weeks? Have from Halloween to Thanksgiving. It's like boom. And for those, uh, Rachel showed me a meme. I don't know if it was a meme, Fred. For those avid podcast mm. listener. Uh, you know, I used the word meme wrong one time. You said, that's not a meme. That's when they put text on it. Well, you felt it a lot more intense than I said <laughs> Anyway, it. <laughs> it's like a turkey, like a blow-up turkey standing on a Santa Claus blow-up. <laughs> like He's like on the ground. He's like, move over, big boy. It's my time. But anyway, it's kind of funny. Anyway, Thanksgiving. Look forward to it. Tell the kids, my favorite two weeks of the year. Two years ago, I had COVID in the bed. Sick, 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 sick. And, you remember it well. Oh, I'd still kind of shake about it so mm-hmm. uh I told the kids every morning get your hands out of your face don't touch your well face. well that's why we have a dog at our house <laughs> is because thanksgiving was canceled that's right and because it's like my favorite holiday i was just like you've got to be kidding 
and I was like, it was canceled because of COVID. Like we couldn't get together because so-and-so was exposed or, yeah. you know, everybody was scared. And, and I said, babe, let's get a dog. Wow. <laughs> Three days later, we're driving back from East Kentucky with a dog. Shotgun is his name. Shotgun. We have a love-hate relationship with Shotgun. <laughs> That's why I don't have a shotgun at my house. I probably have more hatred than love. But how's your how's your gun gun shooting coming, JB? Uh, we we hadn't done it. Me, hey, all right, your Patrick. goals for the year was learn how to shoot a gun. I've learned how to done. shoot it. I have done and bought one and yep. some bullets to go with it. Yep, and then to play, play, the, play piano. the piano. How's that coming? I it went well, much about very that. well, except my my recital and it went poorly. I don't believe that, but it did went poor. It did go. Poorly. Did you stop playing then? I'm not practicing, but I do. I have one. I have one song that I know how to play. So memory. did you meet your goal? Done? Oh yeah, I experienced yeah, okay. it. Got to do it. Got to get on Look stage, play the piano. Yeah. You, now, so here we are in October, and you've already met November. Your two, to you November. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You've already met your two goals for the year. Is that right? Yeah, give me a flex on muscle to show you how proud I am of myself. Boom, boom. Uh, yes, I have. Go well, ahead. kind of. It's it's an ongoing. Go ahead. Say boom. Uh, you can't see it. It's a big no, shirt. No, no, it's no, a big go, shirt. Go Shut your mouth. Uh, let's see. So baptism. We're not going to jump into baptism. Have you ever seen my daughter Lily's biceps? <laughs> I have not. You need to. You need to ask her Sunday. Sunday. Well, hey Lily, let me see your muscles. Stand her on a chair. I'm serious. She's got this crazy, these crazy biceps, and she's never worked out a day in her life. Some, she, some things she can get from her mama. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And she doesn't mind showing you, which is even better. Uh, let's see. Last week, and I'm not going to belabor this point. Um, Famous last words. No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, so you mentioned the word referee to Rachel and I's podcast, and it really <laughs> ticked me off. Uh, because Mr. Uh-huh. Mr. Need a referee, like three of them around you at all times on podcasts, you literally said, my TMI story, my son, yep. who had to urinate greatly in a van stuck mm. in traffic, was mm. probably maybe on the board of TMI, you said. That he would had be- to what? Pee, urinate. That means PP. No, no, I, I heard you well, but you said it so fast. I knew urinate. Most, yes. most of the listeners were like, what did he just say? Urinate. Uh, and so, Diana, that'd be your sister, Diana, mm-hmm. after first service, before the baptism. And then after the baptism, she stopped me and said, I've got to tell you something. You have got to tell the story. All right. So you just lost like first no, time. I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch up. So go back one, two, three weeks before, you'll hear a great story of my son peeing and Two plastics cups. On a road trip. South of Birmingham, coming back home. Because you were stuck in traffic? Because we are stuck in traffic. So Diana said, oh, you got to bring out Fred's story. When a great-grandparent funeral procession, he had to pee so bad that he filled up a plastic bottle. Yeah, I was in the back. Now, you just said this morning that you dumped it out the side. I'm pretty sure we dumped it out the window. (laughs) I, I, I think so. But Susan gets on to me all the time for like... Like remembering stories as they didn't happen, <laughs> so so I'm less confident in what happened after I filled the cups up than I am that it actually happened. I, I'll say this, and I'm gonna let you go on to so, something else. But yeah, it's thanks. it is funny. My father, you know, passed this year. It is a very yeah, sad emotional yeah. thing. It still is. It's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll tell a story about they called Dad Paul. So I'll be telling a story to the kids about Paul and me, and it might be exaggerated a, a tad bit. And they'll say, that didn't really happen. I said, well, 
I guess Paul's gone, so we'll never know. <laughs> so you can exaggerate all you want to, Fred. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> this is my great grandfather's funeral. I was sitting in the back of the station wagon, like I always did, looking out the back. Mm-hmm. I don't need counseling as an adult for sitting in the back of the station wagon. Every kid in the world would like to do that today. I, I kind of enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I, I think my favorite was getting on my knees and looking forward, you know. Mm. But there were some times, you know, get in the back, get in the back, you know. Yep, it happened. There it, it happened, is. JV. There he is. There no, no more referee talk today. We. We knew if we got out of the, if we got out of the, we couldn't get out of the, we're in the funeral procession. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't get out of the funeral procession. I think that probably makes it even worse pouring it out the window. That's what you get 30 cars behind (laughs) you. you What'd you bring? What'd you bring this morning? Oh man. Well, uh, I too, I too love this season. Um, it's, it, it is a very, very full season in the life of the church for me. Uh, and it's good. I love it. We're working really, really hard with some big goals in mind. Church, pray for us. Uh, you love us so well, and it's a massive privilege being on this journey with you. Um, I started working out a little bit, um, so that's going really well. Uh, some good consistency of getting moving. Long overdue. Um, and uh, that's been really, really helpful for me in this full season of ministry. Yeah. Keeps your mind sharp. Keeps your body mad. Everything. It's great. Everything. It's, you know, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's under walking with the Lord in terms of, you know, you, your relationship with the Lord impacts everything in your life. Yeah. Your, your physical relationship is the same, you know, it, it impacts everything. So, um, Yeah. I was convicted many, many years ago when I heard that Barack Obama worked out every day. And I thought, this was while he was president. And I thought, huh, there's a guy that's got a little more on this plate than I do, you know? And yet, he's made it a priority to work out every day, you know? So that's not left me, you know? Like that idea, that concept of the leader of the free world, that's not left me. But it's, but I've only put it into practice recently. Uh, so I'm thankful, very thankful. Moving forward, not moving backwards. All right. Yeah, man. That's great. I'm very proud for you. Just get out there and move. Sunday was another great day. Great day. That those screens though, yo. Those beautiful screens. We we had uh <laughs> we had three baptisms. We did. That was awesome. Sean and his wife. Yeah, yeah. Sean and Tammy DeGraw. Yes. From California, their testimonies are so powerful. They both got saved at you know through real life as adults. Man, that is that's why we're doing it. That is why we're doing it. And I just can't help but to think like, uh, so Buck Killebrew invited Sean and Tammy, but I can't help but to think like who who who's out there living next door to somebody that's listening right now that needs to find the hope of Jesus, you know, and who's ringing you up at the grocery store right now that needs a different kind of interaction that she's had with the 30 previous customers, you know, um, who's waiting on your table right now. You know, who's, who's working out with you at the gym and who's, who is the Lord putting right in front of you that, you know, a coworker, a neighbor that, that needs the hope of Jesus. I'm so fired up, man. You know, going back to my Shabbat thing, uh, I did this summer. One of the biggest things I took from it from old Testament to the new Testament was this word forgiveness 
is really has this idea in the New Testament of release mm. that Jesus came to bring us release. You know, sometimes when I talk about, oh my gosh, I got to go invite somebody to church or tell them about Jesus, it's this big kind of almost political thing. Or, but really, it's just political what, thing. It's kind of it can be like, oh, we don't talk about Jesus. That's in church. It's not out in the. Oh, public. you feel that? Yeah, yeah, I feel that tension, and and it's exactly what you just said. There are so many people around us every day that need release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the crap that goes on. Oh, yeah. And they're so convinced that's where they have to live. And it's just, it, it, it fired me up to know that yeah. you're not trying to create some problem. You're not trying to be the church kid. What you're trying to do is bring an opportunity for release for the current struggles. That's a beautiful in. way to think about it. That, it. It really changed the way I looked at the at the gospel. You, you, you told me this morning you had a lot to say about our text. So why don't we take a break? I want to hear what you got to say, man. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Are you in a community group at Real Life Sango? If not, why not? You know, we're not meant to live life alone, isolated from people. God wants us to be a part of his family. Community groups are where strangers become friends and friends become family. Let's not let the ideals of our culture today, of of consumerism and radical individualism, isolate us from the family of God. Take a step today. Find your people. Step into community. Text mission to 97,000 and scope out the community groups. Sign up for one. Don't wait. Find your people today. We are back. So Ephesians 2.11, you had this very memorable picture on those big old screens of this guy that has been branded with a hot iron of the show Yellowstone. Now, mm. I don't know that I'd heard the show Yellowstone before Sunday. Oh, I'm so glad you have not. And uh, it was, but I talked to somebody yesterday and he's like, dude, <laughs> this season Yellowstone came out last night. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's so funny because the pastor mentioned it. He didn't know what season it was supposed to be. But yeah, uh, but yeah we got the point. We're not going to belabor Yellowstone. Don't know anything about it. Don't care. Uh, and for you avid Yellowstone watchers, I don't care. Uh, but I was, there was probably, this is so bad. I watched the opening. The opening, the opening show was like three shows. You know, it's like yeah. they stack them on top of each other to hook you back in. Yeah. And there was probably like 15 F-bombs. <laughs> and I was like, why did I bring this up in the middle, like in the middle of the sermon? Well, let me tell you one reason that made a memorable memory. It was a great illustration, I think. It but, was about the, about the brand. Yeah, but I'm okay, um, yeah, so it, torn. Shake okay. it off. So right, Thank you. Uh, so it off. really was when you see whatever the character's name with that big, Jimmy. big brand. Yes. I mean, that hurt. You could feel... You could see like the little red edges around the burn skin. It's just like so. When I grew up in high school, I had a group of friends mm. um, that decided they listened to California rap um, back in the late eighties, and so they decided to make a brand Mm-mm. in shop class, and they all branded themselves on their arm. Are you serious? Yes. How big was it? I don't know. You know. Probably about two, three. Can you inches. tell me one person who branded themselves? No, I'm not. Would not do that. Yeah. So, uh, right. yeah, and I think they still have it today, obviously, because it's a brand. Because <laughs> I guess it doesn't go away. I don't know. I'm not. I wonder a, if they're still buddies. I wonder if they. Wonder if they still go shoot pool together. Uh, I don't know. Probably not. So anyway, so when you put that on the screen, yeah. uh, the even worse thought. Now, I know we, we're talking about circumcision. Sure. And 
you brought up branding because we have a brand on us. Yes. And that brand is Christ, obviously. But the, seeing the burn and thinking about uh, seeing those guys' arms back in high school, I, I kind of cringed a little bit. I was yeah. like, oh. But no more cringing than in Genesis 17 when God had called Abraham to be a father of many nations. Yes. That he said, oh, by the way, you're going to have to be circumcised yeah. <laughs> as an adult male. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's it's kind of the cringe. I guess I don't know if I'd rather be burned or rather get circumcised as an adult. Yeah. So the pain is still there, but the mark is so important. Well, Parker, my 10-year-old, learned what circumcision was as I was preaching. There you go, Dad. And Good teaching. And he asks his mom, did that happen to me? And she whispers in the middle of the sermon, yes, and his jaw just drops, <laughs> mouth wide open. He cannot fathom, you know, he's trying to, you know. That's why he was done for our kids probably on day one uh, for the Jewish child, eighth day. Uh, but, right. Uh, so most men, you know. Don't remember. One of, one of the most memorable sermons Parker will ever hear is dad preach. <laughs> so anyway. Circumcision. So you made a statement uh, in there. In, in the sermon, talking about circumcision. Uh, you have it in front of you? I have the text in front of me. Yeah, if read, me just, just the first two or three verses. If so. we'll remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. It is such, so, you know, this is what's so great about any book of the Bible, but Ephesians, we've been going on these lofty things, and it's like laser focus, Fred. I don't want to redo your, uh, I want to redo your sermon, but talking about this is to the Gentiles, where they were uncircumcised in the flesh, and were almost ridiculed by the people, the Jewish people, who had been circumcised in the flesh. And because we were not an Israelite or Jew, show it being shown by not being circumcised. Yeah, yeah. But being circumcised in the flesh meant nothing better because Christ was the center of our non-alienation. Right. We are brought to God through Christ, not through a brand or circumcision. Yes. Well, it's a tricky couple of verses. Yeah. It's a tricky couple of verses, you know, because, A, you've got to understand the significance of circumcision. But... But Paul's doing two things. Like one, he's he's saying, "Remember, as Gentiles, you were disadvantaged." But but then he's taking a step into the newest, fullest meaning of circumcision with the phrase, "which is made in the flesh by hands." In other words, he's you know he's he's describing. Remember, at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision. So. So here's the, the, it's like the big obvious. The big obvious is you're not Israel. You're not, you were not God's chosen people. But then when he says, which is made in the flesh by hands, I, I think then he's saying, um, but really, really, uh, the circumcision is really not that big of a deal. Not the one made in flesh by human hands. There's a truer circumcision, circumcision of the heart. And so that's what you said. Yeah. So you said the New Testament brings this out of yeah. we're no longer looking at the circumcision made by hands on a male. We're yeah. looking really at circumcision of the heart. So yeah. So when I heard alien and strangers, yes. and when I heard circumcision of the heart, yes. immediately 
Oh my gosh, Freddie. I, I wanted to study in studying uh Shabbat, but studying a lot before that with Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 10. So if you've got time after the podcast, listener, pull Deuteronomy 10. If you want to put this in context, you go back two or three verses. Moses Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking to the people of Israel right before they're about to enter into the promised land. He doesn't get to go because of his failure to trust God in striking the rock and speaking to the rock. But he's going to send Joshua, and that's the story of Joshua and Judges. But he's there giving kind of this family meeting, but also this kind of this pep talk. And so right in the middle of this, you can do this, but you need to follow God, he says in Deuteronomy 10, verse 12, And now, Israel... What does the Lord your God require of you? Now, we've heard this all the way through Deuteronomy. You mentioned this in the Shema a few couple months ago now. Uh, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes which I I am commanding you today for your good. Behold to the Lord your God. Belong heaven and the heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them. You above all peoples as you are this day. Circumcise therefore the Mm -hmm. foreskin of Mm -hmm. your heart. Read it again. I was making noise. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no longer stubborn. He was saying back in the... Guys, you still got to get circumcision. It's the sign. You're not a Gentile. In the flesh, you're going to be circumcised. But in the middle of that, Fred, God, through Moses, is telling his people, but that's not the point. I want you, not the fleshly circumcision, I want you to cut off all that is, not me. Remove it from you. So quit being stubborn. But listen to this beauty. You ready for that? This is even what's more exciting for me. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the what, Fred? Sojourner. The alien and stranger, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt, you shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and hold fast to him, and by his name you shall swear. Did you hear this? Yes. Right in the middle, Moses is telling the Israelites, before they even got to the promised land, not only do you not just get circumcised fleshly, you should. That was a requirement, Genesis 17, that Abraham, that God gave Abraham into all his lineage. But he also said, circumcise your heart, honey. That's not the point of the fleshly circumcision. Mm -hmm. I want something more than that. And, oh, by the way, don't forget those that are not Jews. I'm not partial. I'm looking for those that will circumcise their heart because we will love them and provide for them. That's a Shabbat language there. We will provide for them. And this is, by the way, well before Jesus has come on the scene. Isn't it beautiful? Well, it is. And I think what I'm, you know, I think one of the things that I'm, you know, kind of processing here is. You know, I there's a there's a sense in which there's a sense in which this all points to Christ, right? Because I I think as he is instructing them to circumcise their hearts, there's a there's a sense in which they need God to circumcise their hearts, right? 
they need the ministry of the Spirit indwelling, convicting of sin and indwelling and bringing about faith in Christ. That's the true circumcision of the heart. So it's, you know, it's like, well, the Ten Commandments were that guide to flourishing. It was also this this law that exposed our sin, right? It's like this giant flashlight that that shows us our need for Christ. And I think even that simple commandment right there in verse 16, circumcise your heart, there's a there's a sense in which there's a there's a sense in which they could do that, but there's another sense in which they couldn't do that, and that points to the need of the Messiah in His fullest ministry, the Spirit, you know, sending the Spirit, and uh, that's beautiful, man. So I don't I don't know who listens to this podcast, so this may go over. This may not apply to you, and that's fine, listener. But I will say this. That there are many times, even when I was, you know, I've been in church my whole life, Fred, I felt alienated, sometimes at church, but I felt strange. I felt, I felt weird. And I think this is so wonderful to hear. It was for me. I was in tears on Sunday after, after church. How wonderful it is to hear that if you feel alienated, even from a previous church experience, God through Moses was telling his chosen people, not the Gentiles, was telling his chosen people, we will love those that are alienated. We will provide for them. And you, we, and one day, mm-hmm. not only will I just provide for them physically, what I think he's telling the people in Ephesians 2, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, you're no longer strangers anymore. Don't worry about this circumcision by, made by fleshly hands. You are now been circumcised by the heart and only because of what Christ has done for you through faith in his, in his redemption for you. Mm. I just think it's I, just... The consist if anybody says, Oh, the Bible, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know how you the consistency from Deuteronomy ten to just Ephesians two or any other probably New Testament gospel, I mean, uh, letter. It's just so consistent. God's the same God with the same story, with the same love, with the same sacrifice that he did. And I can go into Hebrews nine, but we don't have to. But uh, I think that I think that just so re it so reinforces the whole big idea from Sunday. The second point is remember what Christ did for you, right? So the Gentiles were uncircumcised in the flesh, but God came and through the Spirit circumcised their hearts, right? Did for them what they could not do on their own. He gave them a new heart. Ezekiel said, he'll take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and which is, again, could be confusing because in the New Testament, flesh... <laughs> Is symbolic of the old sinful nature, but in Ezekiel, there it's speaking about an act like a, a fleshly heart that beats, that's living spiritually. That's the spirit. So you, you can get tripped up on those words. But um, well, last last thing I, I hit, and you, this what you touched on about the fleshly circumcision in Hebrews nine. It talks about when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater, more perfect, but not made with hands that is not of creation. When God, when Christ died on the cross, he he walked into heaven, not walked into a temple, but he walked into heaven with his own blood. Not, not an earthly tabernacle, but a heavenly one. And because of what he did for us, us, us lonely Gentile sojourners have the choice, have the chance of being unified with our Israelite Jewish brothers and sisters to be one day with Christ forever. Isn't it beautiful? 
Yeah, it is beautiful. Oh, I was just, I was overwhelmed, Fred. Uh, if you saw him, I know you don't look at, I don't look at people when I preach or teach, but if, if I, I was made to, an eye contact with you, I was I'm like, brother, I'm, I'm tracking with you today. It is yeah, just so great. so great, so refreshing. <laughs> anyway, that's what I had. The Word of God, it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. All right, we're moving on through Ephesians 2. I cried a little tear in my side. Looks like I get rid of that. Uh, Ephesians 2, I'm looking forward to some unity this Next week, we do in some unity. I hope mm-hmm. so. Good, we'll get there. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what else you got, man? I got a lot on the plate today. Just ready to get after it. All right, may well, the Lord establish the work of our hands. And wherever you are, listener, wherever you are, just pause and ask the Lord. Lord, establish the work of our hands. Lord, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Don't serve. As though serving man, serve as though serving the Lord Christ, you know, so. And and last, I'd like to say before we leave this, sometimes we talk, uh, as you say, I, sometimes I dive maybe a little too deep in the end of the pool. But if you've got questions, or you've got concerns, or you got whatever, email email the church, Daniel at reallifesingle.com. Daniel, get those emails. Daniel at reallifesingle.com. Just have a question. If you're listening, I'm going to give support. It's we'll, good, man. We'll want to do something. But anyway, let's uh, let's talk about what's coming up on Sunday after we take this break. Sounds good. We want to know more about you at Real Life. We want to hear your story at Real Life. We want to discover what makes you passionate at Real Life. We want to do that at The Path. The Path is a two-week experience for you to sink your teeth into our DNA, for you to get connected and dig a little deeper at Real Life. And it's our opportunity to learn more about you. Sign up for The Path today by texting MISSION to 97000. That's MISSION to 97000. Sign up today. All right. This Sunday, Fred, um, we have got a wonderful opportunity for a prayer experience on the land. Uh, it is this Sunday, 3.30 to 6.30, and that is November the 20th. If you're looking for a date, 3.30 to 6.30, you're going to pull up to Sangle Elementary School, park in the parking lot, right there at the playground. There's a little opening into our land. You're going to go through there, and then people will know, we'll meet, we'll meet you there, and they'll take you through this kind of stations, I think you said, a prayer yep. time. Um, and then afterwards, we'll have a bonfire, roast some hot dogs. I don't know about what else. but uh, Weather permitting. If it rains, we'll postpone. Okay. Um, bring your jacket. Bring your flashlight. Bring your family, bring your, come with your community group. What a great idea to go through the prayer experience with your community group. That would be a, a memorable thing, so we encourage you to do that. Come early. You can go through in the daylight rather than trying to, you know, make sure you don't step on a stick in the evening. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's going to be a great time. I think I've said this last week, but this will be the very first time that we gather on the land for the sole purpose of praying for what's going to happen on the future in, in the future there. So it's special. Um, I, so celebrating with Chapel Hill Christian Academy that just announced last week that they've bought land, which is very, very, very close to our church land. So celebrating with them, they've got over 50 acres with a big vision for sports fields and, all the like, and um, but it's it's really close to the church land. So celebrating with them too. I know they'll be getting out doing prayer walking on their land uh, sometime soon. Uh, so bring community groups a great idea. Bring your 
friends, but bring your family for sure. I think when that building is sitting on that land sooner than later, yeah, I think you will remember the time that when it was just grass yeah. that you and your family or your friends or your community group walked and prayed for what God is doing in and through real life, in and through that building, and how he'll multiply uh, those efforts out to the community at large. I'm so glad you mentioned that because this isn't something to be taken lightly. Uh, the scripture says that you know, seek, seek the Lord in his face. Those that seek the Lord shall not be ashamed. And, and Jesus said, you, you, you have not because you ask not. And, you know, the, the enemy sees what's going on, would love to disrupt it. Let's come together, pray against it. Let's pray that uh, the momentum that we've been, a- been able to experience continues and that, um, that God unleashes generosity in the hearts of his people, that, that we're effective in our outreach, that we continue to reach the Tammy and Sean DeGraws. And um, there's much to pray for. There's much to pray for. So come gather with us, 330 on the land, and uh, uh, we'll have some hot dogs. You can roast over the fire, or there'll be some guys grilling them. You don't even have to roast it if you don't want to. In our community group, Fred, we've been talking about we don't need to lean on someone else for our spiritual needs from God. It's good. We need to center ourselves and seek God on our own. So don't think that, oh, well, that leader, that team member, They'll go pray on Sunday. I don't really need to because they've got this. I think what God is yearning for is all the people that come to real life to commit, to say, no, God wants me. He doesn't want them. So commit. Come out with your family. I know sometimes it's a Sunday afternoon. It's time to hang out at your home, especially when it's getting dark at like, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Seems like <laughs> Commit to this. God is watching God will honor He's that. He's with us. We're with him in this. Yeah, that's, that's he'll the, honor that's that. That's the joy of the journey is, is we're doing this with him. Well, Fred, that's all I got, man. Love you, JV. Hey, keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.